What's up you guys, Alex B here, just doing a little prelude before the episode of me and Kyle. Kyle's a cool guy man, definitely always had a really good attitude ever since I've known him since I uh, met him in high school, just uh, like a good head on his shoulders definitely, always been motivated, just had that kind of drive and energy that you really, you know, you want to keep around. Um, we even talk about it that a few times like yo man you know there's not a lot of people we still connect with back in high school but the few that we still do it's there's, there's reasons for it because it's like we're just you know fans of each other's grind so he's always supported me I've always supported him um, but here we talk about some things like for the ability which is really involved in um, and things like his new steps in um, his career as in like real estate so yeah big things coming you know we're both 25 year old young men so just um figuring it out as we go just uh making our own way in this world and fulfilling our paths and all this good stuff it's really interesting time in our lives and we both get to just talk about it and reflect um, at least I'm a reflective one. I think he also he admits that he's not as reflective as he could be. But I think having this conversation with me, it might actually make him slow down a little bit. Because if you notice, he starts he starts off, you know, kind of like really high intent. Um, he was he was on like seven cups of coffee, but the man like was just going, 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 and that's what it felt like in this conversation. Um, my pace is usually kind of slower. Um, it can go fast if I if I choose it to, but his was just go 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 go, and I could just hear it in this pace of uh, rhythm and speech. So hopefully, you know, he he uh, knows that it's okay to just um, step back a little bit and give things a different view besides just the 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 present grind view. You know, just like just go 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 go. You can relax, stop, sit back and see things from all different perspectives because I think we learn a lot about ourselves um, from doing that, so. Alex B, Alexander the Curious George Podcast, here we are. Oh, we got Kyle Cron in the building. <laughs> My man Kyle. Oh. Man. Go way back, man. Yeah, Meridian High, OG, triple OGs. Did we go back to middle school? I was actually thinking about that the other day. No, because I didn't go to Meridian Middle. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I uh, I went to Lewis and Clark. Oh, so, shit. yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I remember us still kicking at the gym. I know athletic club. To yeah, for real. Throwback. Like, late, late night gym sessions, hooping. Yes. Yep. What you doing? I'm at the gym. Oh, bet let's come. <laughs> exactly, bro. Yes. I was here. Boise State, too. Yep. That, too. Yep. We go. We got some history. That's kind of a trip, actually. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You're 25. You were born in 95, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. You're one of the older kids of your, yep. your class. Mm-hmm. So, yo, I mean, just kicking it here, having a conversation. You know, we're uh, same age, just talking about, shoot, a little bit of life. What you been up to? I got. I see you rocking for the Ability sweatshirt. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so t- tell us a little bit about, about, about that. Yeah, uh, for the ability, something I got involved with coming up on th- three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, local nonprofit run by one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Jess Jackson. 
basically what For the Ability does is we pair up, or it's a non-profit organization, so we pair up uh, kids with developmental delays or um, mental delays or physical, a lot of times they have physical sickness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we pair them up with local athletic teams, most of the time it's high school football teams specifically, um, and kind of re- try to get these programs and schools to rally around the kids, fundraise for the kids, try to give them uh, you know, experience a lot of them aren't going to get, right? Mm-hmm. So how I got involved was through coaching, coaching high school football. I met my buddy just, we had met a few times in college, but never, never really popped off like a friendship or anything. Uh, and then we started coaching together and started coaching a lot of the same kids. I was doing like a running a quarterback academy. He was doing some stuff for some defensive backs. Had a lot of mutual friends. He's just a couple years older than me. And then we started coaching at the same school. And I was seeing for the ability stuff all over social media. Some of my friends were involved. So just kind of struck up a friendship with him through coaching. And we became really close friends. And then now I'm kind of uh, gotten in, gotten involved the last couple of years on a bigger ish kind of role mm-hmm. so I help with like help with fundraising event coordination um, social media contests should I played Santa this year that huh. was, yeah that was fun wow yeah so it's been it's 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 pretty fun just something to uh, kind of like give yeah man for sure yeah. and it's just something to get I honestly like it because it's something that's a little bit outside of my a little bit outside of my uh, comfort zone Right, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's just this is basically something fun that I can yeah give back give back to some kids give back to some kids that man deserve the world to be hundred percent honest. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. So been working a lot with uh, with for the ability. We got some cool stuff coming. Twenty twenty kind of threw some threw some kinks at us with yeah. no you know no events no sports um, most of the time right we'll be at we've got like representatives from for the ability that go to every school game or even big school events a lot of times and have the you know for for the ability kid or the for the ability family that comes to those events that get recognized in front of the school get recognized in front of the team the admin will kind of do something special but this year was a big ass curveball man we didn't really have a lot of kids weren't allowed to the football games basketball games i guess we'll see for spring sports but mm-hmm. it's been kind of a kind of a curveball so kind of trying to adapt to a more digital presence, mm-hmm. right? Instead of us being able to actually physically be there. And a lot of these kids, they're like, um, uh, have autoimmune deficiencies, right? Yeah. So they, a lot of them can't come, you know, can't come out, be around people, especially when we got something as crazy as pandemic we got going on right now. Yeah. So, right. So yeah, it's been fun, challenging. I love it. It's, if I could do it every day, I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Wow, okay. Jess and I are talking about figuring out how we like how we make this not our jobs, but how do we make this more of our career? Yeah, right. Career. How, yeah, how do we make it? How do we make it some type of career, some type of something where it's sustainable? Yeah. Uh, for for us, obviously, but then also for the kids, the families. How do we grow up to more basketball teams, football team, like outside of football? So basketball, baseball, wrestling, like really whatever high school sports, how do we grow it to a college level, how do we get the younger kids involved, all that kind of stuff. So, got some cool stuff in the works. We had a couple of meetings over the last few, probably months or so, try to kind of figure out what 2021 looks like for us. Is it looking so, better? 
Yeah, man, as, as long as I'm just, I think probably just like everyone else, just praying this vaccine gets us out of the, this mess that we're, mess that we're in or mess that we created <laughs> to, uh, to get us into a little bit better of a spot. So it look, looks like a little bit more like normal life for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a sick design. Thanks, man. This is some of the new gear that just came out. Um, we, they release it like basically quarterly. So mm-hmm. I have like a winter, spring, summer, fall. This was part of the part of the uh, winter line. Just did like a big photo shoot and try to drop it on drop the merch in like capsules, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's exclusive enough to where there's a little bit of buzz around it, and that we can sell it out quick and give the give the money back to the kids, basically. So from the money from this, and yeah. we did some, we did a big fundraising drive too. Uh, from the money from the gear sales and the fundraiser, we were able to we were able to get all. 17, 18 kids in the program right now. Uh, got them all Christmas gifts for the fa- and Christmas gifts for them, and then a little something for the family when we had an extra. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We just did that. I was talking about the uh, that Christmas event we had. We had normally we'll go like last year, right? I was the kids that I was in charge of delivering their presents. I'd go to their house, hang out with them for a little bit. One one family cooked me dinner. Go over there. I was hanging out with the family, hanging out with the kids, but this year just being so different, we kind of had to do almost uh, like a drive up, right? Yeah. So luckily we know a couple, um, Justin has some good connections, we know a lot of the trainers and ownership at uh, D1 Athletic Training, yes. it's like a big open gym, right? So they let us come They let us come in there, let us have Santa come through, put up a little decoration, put up a couple decorations, have all the families come in. Families that were comfortable coming in, we're all wearing our masks, they're wearing their masks, we give them their presents, get their picture with Santa, give them a little picture for the Instagram, and then send them to have a Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty fun, man. Love it. Yeah. It was like, a good time. Do you have a partake in, in the uh, designs, or no? No, man, it's normally, uh, that's, most of the time, most of the time is uh, just Justin, one other gal that we work with. So his full name yeah. is what? Uh, Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. Yeah, man. Okay, I haven't met him yet. Actually, yeah, I might have said what's up. You might have met him. I've actually said yeah, what's up. Yeah, I could have seen him out. I actually, I'd be willing to bet we probably have seen him out before. Yeah, with you, uh, though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and then, yeah, we work on a couple other kind of side side projects, side business stuff together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that stuff, I've got a little bit more say in the design. And so I don't think I've showed you that stuff yet. I can pull up my phone. <laughs> I know where you might. That's sick, though. I like the color. Yeah. Saying, does it change? Like, the colors... Or is it a certain color? That yeah, you guys man. The, kind of the brand guide or the colorways we stick to is uh, black, gold, and white. Mm. That's what we stick to. So I might have my mask in here. I might have left it in the car. But it's basically so the the normal brand is this guy right here on my phone. Bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. fresh. So stick with uh, try to keep it like as clean and crisp as possible. But we'll get outside the box every once in a while. I'll do something like this, like a little box logo type thing. But what's the What's the thing with the triangle? Do you know why? There's a, there is a background story to the to the triangle, but I don't remember it off the top of my head to be honest with you. Mm. Uh-uh. You want to take it back to me? I'm gonna take it back to you on that. We'll put that one in the notes, please. Because <laughs> I'm huge on design. Yeah, right. The reason why? Yeah, because it's sick. Right. And the colorways, so like... Dude, clean. Right. Yeah. So, sidebar to this. Um, so, what we're trying to do is make 4TA kind of the beneficiary of this new showcase and brand that we're kicking off. It's going to be like 100% individualized 
training for football players in the Valley. Mm-hmm. All of Idaho, hopefully, you know, eventually. But for now, it's just um, uh, just Valley kids. And we're starting with quarterbacks. So it'll be me and a, a few other guys. And then O-line, O-linemen and D-linemen. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to make for the ability kind of the uh, umbrella beneficiary of these kind of sub-brands. So that first sub-brand we started now is called Rare. Um, it's been around. It's been around for a little bit, but we're just doing kind of a, a a rebrand that we'll kick off and announce here in the next about week or so. Mm-hmm. We just now down the branding this last week with one of the graphic designers I work with. Um, so yeah, trying to we're basically trying to put these different subsidiaries and different little arms of businesses underneath Fortier, so we can kind of prop that up and really really blow up Fortier is kind of the whole goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It sounds like it. Yeah. Like a little, it's kind of, you know, started as a passion project and then, you know, still, still very much a passion project, but, um, you know, if we, if we can grind, work, you know, work our butts off, we'll get to a spot where it's something we can do, you know, all day, every day. Yeah. Right. Did it start as its own thing? Mm Mm-hmm. It did. It did. Yeah. So it's been, it's got to be year six or seven. I've only been involved for, like I said, about two, three years. Yeah. Uh, but it's been it's been around for been around for a while. Started in Boise. They're based out of Boise. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple kids in. Uh, Is Justin from Boise? He's originally from LA. I see. Yeah, but came here, went to Boise State, mm-hmm. stayed here for a few years. Just recently relocated to Seattle, but he'll be back in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relocated for what reasons? He works for Adidas. Okay. Yeah. So went up there for work. Uh, girlfriend out there too. She they went up there for work. I actually just went and visited him in for his birthday in November, mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to get back here probably in the next year or so. It's still expensive up there, man. Seattle. Try to yeah. Try to own like own a house in a good part of town, right? Like yeah. It's, it's insane. Well, everybody's coming here, man. It, it, they are, man. It's a beautiful. I mean, there's good reasons for it. Boise's 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 great. That's why people like us, man. We haven't left. We're from here, right? So, yeah. Right. I was thinking about leaving, and then I was like, everybody's coming here now. And then it's only getting yeah. more expensive. Yeah, like it's getting more expensive here, but it's, it's just expensive everywhere else. It, any, anywhere else that I would want to go that would re- like replace Boise to me is more expensive, more downside, no family, no I mean, limited family, limited friends, right, mm-hmm. wherever. Truth be told, if I could afford it, I'd probably live in Monterey Bay, California. <laughs> Why? But... And it's just it's been, I spent a lot of time there in my childhood. It's just beautiful. It's like right mm-hmm. at the bottom of the San Francisco Bay. Just green water, nice people, beautiful area. Mm-hmm. Expensive though, of course. Big time expensive. Yeah, it's like a a pretty ritzy ritzy part, but it's definitely nice. You see yourself staying here for a while? Yeah, man. For the first for the foreseeable future, I guess. Like all the all the career moves and like life moves I've been making definitely haven't been prepping myself to move yeah. for a long time. Just like you, man, I thought the same thing. Like I was going to get out of Boise for the longest time. I never thought I would go to Boise state. I was trying to play, I was trying to play college football somewhere. Yeah. So I was thinking like, let's get, let's wherever I get the most money or wherever I have the most opportunity, the best education, wherever I'll go, I'll go there. Mm-hmm. Ends up not being, I ended up not being able to play. So I stuck around here, went to Boise state and just re fell in love with the city that I've, that I'm from. Yeah. You majored in what? Uh, marketing. Yeah. Yep. That's what I, I started as an education major. So I thought I was going to uh, coach 
or excuse me, that I was going to um, teach uh, teach high school. Yeah. Yep. So I got about a year and a half into that just before I really started getting to my advanced studies. And I wasn't, a lot of it was cool, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. And so I had... It's a lot, man. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot it's for, a lot. it's kind of a, you know, it's a thankless position, right? Those teachers are, it's a backbone, dude. They're like, they do a lot of, a lot more work than what they're... Paid for. Compensated for first and what they're like, that just emotional capacity I would be willing to bet is way higher than mine is. You got to deal with, you know, dealing with kids all day, every parents. day, dealing with, right, dealing with parents. I actually got, I, right, I worked in a school for like eight, nine weeks. Mm-hmm. And God bless whoever can actually work in a school because yeah. that was just not for me, man. It was, yeah, yeah. it was a good, definitely good experience. Um, but yeah, kind of confirmed to my, confirmed to myself that that was the right choice to get away from the, away from the teaching. Plus, I still get a coach and still get to be around the kids, still get to, uh, still get to be around schools and school events and you know, got to meet a lot of athletic directors and admin just through for the ability or through the quarterback academies or you know rare academy whatever and it's been that's kind of probably as much as I'll keep it after I got to work at a high school for a little bit and you were at Centennial weren't you yeah I was I was coaching at Centennial and then I worked at Centennial for probably only about eight nine weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah man did not I did not love it mm-hmm. it's like my second job right out of, right out of college and um, I kind of just I kind of just fell into it to be honest. I was uh, coaching, has it was going into my second season there, and I got a couple of the admin and the head coach pulled me aside like, hey, we got this opportunity coming open where you'll be able to get your own classroom, have like some online students, kind of an extra extra classroom essentially. We need someone to to do it, mm-hmm. and I was just coaching at the time and serving and bartending, and I wanted to get out of the service industry just. Because I felt like it was kind of time, um, so I took the took the job and it was good for you know, seven eight seven eight weeks and then I had a better this marketing opportunity I work the marketing agency I work for now I got a job there and so jump jump ship on over to what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. What's the next career moves? Yeah, man. I think this like last year I think with uh, with. Just COVID, and we were just t- we were talking about before we we yeah. started the podcast, like mm-hmm. just being in your twenties. Yes, right. Mid twenties is just a, like every day's different. Every day's weird. Every day's awesome. Like it's just like mm-hmm. it's a lot, right? And you're learning as you go, yeah. which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just with this year, I kind of reaffirmed to myself like, if there's a way that I can figure out how to manage and balance all the passion projects that I have and all the things that I want to do that I need to find a either a job or a, a career in which I work for myself mm-hmm. so I can I can do those things financially that I want to help the people I want to help have the flexibility in my schedule that I need to have so I can coach so I can be involved with uh, for the ability so I can grow kind of side hustles and side projects Agreed. so right next step for me um, I'm getting my real estate license here in the next few weeks going to jump in to the real estate market with uh, with my parents and some connections I've made over the last uh, couple years. Yeah. It's kind of been a long time coming for me, to be honest. It's been, even right after right after college, I had, I don't know how many times I've enrolled into the class and then just canceled it last minute and got my refund. It's been two or three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wasn't ready to make that, like, make that jump of, 
you know, there's not a, there's not a consistent paycheck coming in. There's not a, right. You don't have a X amount of dollars coming into your account every month. It's based mm-hmm. off how hard you work or the connections you make or uh, how smart you are, how smart you work, right. How much you network, those kind of things. So, but that's, that's kind of my next steps getting to, uh, getting into real estate, working with my parents on a flip right now, trying to get some, trying to get some outbound marketing going for them and for myself, kind of taking some of the things I've learned and done in this last year, year and a half, two years, basically, since I got out of college and roll that into some, roll that into real estate, see if we can't, see if we can't make a little bit of money in this market that's insane right now. The market, yeah, agreed, yes. So then, if, what are the, what are some of those uh, tips and tricks and skills that you've learned in the past two years, like you said? Honestly, most of it comes down to really just the marketing side of things. Um, always, like a dream of mine has been to, so it's going to sound weird, but like make, make commercials, basically. Okay. Right? Like mm-hmm. as a kid, like obviously a big football fan as I've coached for forever, but like watching the Super Bowl, not just the game, but like the commercials to me was what mm-hmm. was like, like I wasn't, for that four hours or five hours, however long that stupid game is, like I was locked in on those damn stupid Doritos commercials, car commercials, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I've always, I've always wanted to do something like that. So kind of the switch when I was in college to from education major to marketing major, that was kind of some of the reasoning behind it. Um, got Tried to start up a couple little small businesses and really only had success with one of them, um, but never really got to that kind of commercial level, and I'm still not there yet. But um, with this marketing agency I've been working at for about the past year, uh, just got my hands dirty with a bunch of different outbound marketing assets, print, digital, um, some small television kind of stuff, small uh, video kind of stuff, uh, but it's just taught me a whole bunch about how to basically generate generate leads, which is what any any sales driven business is about. Green, so, right, everything sales. <laughs> Maybe generating leads is what everything's about. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, hundred percent everything sales, man. Like I, I used to not believe that. Yeah, and I remember in like high school and college, and when I did a couple like tr- sales seminars and sales trainings at work. Mm-hmm. Like these, you know, seemingly kind of uppity, stuffy, you know, the, the common salesperson uh, connotations that come with being a salesperson. Yeah. Right. And they would say seemingly cliche things like that. Like everything sales, sales is everything, whatever, you know, all the, you could rattle off 50 shitty cliches. Yeah. Uh, but it's 100% true. 100%. 100%. Everything, if you're not selling and not, if you're not selling something, you're selling yourself. 100 they see exactly right, right. and if I can, in every situation you're selling yourself interesting concept in it's right right because feel, feel like a lot of people feel like they're getting ripped off or like they, they feel like they're gonna be like oh you're just a skeezy salesman 100% right? like right what are you but you're a consumer of something correct someone's always consuming correct so I, I didn't I didn't like that notion either until I was owning my own business and yeah. stuff like that so it's like yeah. until I was running my own and all that shit so it's just right. you really gotta have having a sales background is huge 100% huge. and like to me shit it was more of like a confidence thing for me big time big 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 time like I felt I felt comfortable having a conversation with anyone mm-hmm. right like about anything 
truly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's some things I don't feel super comfortable talking about all the time, depending on who I'm talking to. But yeah. of course, right? But that was always something that I felt like I like. I don't know if I naturally had it, if I learned it, if it was passed on from my mom or dad. I'm not sure. But I always felt like I felt comfortable talking to people. So people always say, man, you make a great salesman. But I just didn't have, and I still kind of struggle with that confidence of like, mm. man, when you're, when you're a salesperson, everything's out there. Yeah. Right? And whatever situation, if you're selling yourself, you're selling a business, you're selling uh, service. selling a service, you're selling a product, you're selling whatever, like you, that product, that service, that business is all on the line. Right, mm-hmm. and you have all of the, like, you, you kind of hold all the cards, but you also hold a lot of responsibility. So like, to me, I was just insanely in my head. And I remember the first job I had out of college. I was working at an athletic training place, and like it was sales training like from the jump, like mm-hmm. just kind of threw me in talking to parents, talking to uh, business connects that would come in, talking to a whole a whole bunch of like, just random people I never thought I'd be talking to. And it just gave me a ton of a ton of reps about like just getting comfortable with myself, comfortable in a conversation, comfortable in tough conversations. And I'm still, you know, still working on that. It's like a day to day trade, right? Mm-hmm. Getting comfortable in shitty spots, for lack of better terms. Right? And just comfortable with yourself, hundred percent. And I think that was the that's the biggest thing that I'm still the biggest hurdle I'm still kind of getting over. And I feel like I make little small breakthroughs every day or little small breakthroughs every couple of weeks or it could be based off a situation like situations at work where I'm on a you know on a call with people I probably shouldn't be on a call with in my mind right mm-hmm. like I don't know why I have a seat at the table but I do mm-hmm. and <laughs> right <laughs> that's kind of a trip right uh, but that's part of that confidence thing that's part of that like um, it's not like a uppity stuffy kind of like my shit doesn't stink kind of thing it's not like that at all and it's, mm-hmm. it's like if I've ever given that off, that's not my intention at all. No. Right. Um, well, if you're qualified, then you have a, you have a seat for a reason. For sure. Yeah. And that's, that's something I still, mm-hmm. still battle with. Right. Of course. I, you know, for the longest time, I didn't think that I would be able to, um, teach dance, but I teach dance now, but like for the longest time, right. The offer was always there on the table. Right. And I was, I just didn't, I had that doubt in myself. Yep. I feel like I wasn't ready. Yep. You kind of just have to jump into it. Though. You got to, man. That's like, and I think with this pandemic, man, and just being like, you know, our age, similar-ish backgrounds, it's like, I think of 20, I just saw some, some tweet or some, some Instagram story today that was like, it said, if, if 2020 didn't bring the hustle out of you, you mm-hmm. just don't, it's just not for you or you just don't have it. So Diddy. Was that Diddy? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, in you. Right. And that's like, and that's, that's fine. Like every everyone has a role. Everyone everyone has their strengths. Everyone has their downfalls. Yes. But like yeah. But to me, it was like twenty twenty. The biggest thing that taught me is like there's there's always going to be there's always going to be a job. There's always going to be good jobs. There's always going to be a career. There's we're always going to have you know options to to do things. Yeah. But there's only you know you get kind of these little windows where you can do something like that you either a really want to do. Or it's like you said, like an offer that's always been on the table, like mm-hmm. a dream that you've always had that you might, you just weren't really ready to take that jump. Yeah. But you, like, if you don't jump, like, it's just never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're just not going to, you're not going to stumble into it one day. That's not how, that's not how high risk situation and high reward situations work. You don't just fall into shit like that. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you, mommy and daddy have money. Fact. <laughs> Which mine didn't, not, no. like, not like a, how I know a lot of other kids do. Oh yeah. Same. Like. Honestly, that's a trip too. Like, yeah, my parents have me super young. 
how young? Uh, my mom was turning 18. She was 17. And my dad, my dad uh, was, had just turned 18. We're the same age? Yep. Wow. So, um, had me super young. So it's been just, honestly, kind of a trip to see, yeah. like, as a kid, things were, like, my mom was a single mom for a long time. Dad wasn't around for a lot of my, a lot of my childhood. And just kind of seeing them grow in their own paths and then now have their own families, right? Mm. And have, um, just see their, you know, career goal, their goal growth, their just growth as humans, because they're really not much older than we are, right? Like, my mom's 44. Yikes. Isn't that a trip? Mm. So, like, just these last few years, it's just been, like, it's just really taken me back to see, like, oh, shit, as a kid, looking back on how stuff was as a kid, now that I understand it, like, it wasn't great. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not a lot of money, not a lot of... We didn't do a lot of extra stuff, but then as I got older, somehow they just always figured it out. Like, I was always able to go to the camps. I was always able to go to, uh, I always had a great Christmas. I always was able to go see my relatives. Somehow they figured it out. Mm-hmm. And then now, seeing them get into, like, a financial position that's, I've just never, no one in my family's ever really been. Or mm-hmm. in my immediate family, at least. Mm-hmm. So, that's another thing that really happened this last year. Is they, they just really got rolling with... For them, it's real estate, but like any any side hustle, it can be applicable to. Um, they just really got rolling, just transformed their lives in the last like eighteen months. And I was like, man, if they, if they can do it with you know full time jobs, yes, two kids mm-hmm. that are in the house still, not you know not counting me, not in the house anymore, two kids, and um, and they got they got lives and goals and aspirations of themselves. You know what I'm saying if like if they can do it, like why not me? Yeah, right. Like, what's the there's no reason I can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That like, goes back to that confidence thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. goes back to that just having the wherewithal. Like, even if you don't have the sauce, like, you gotta put yourself in a situation where you can get those reps, get that training, get that, you know, fall on your face a hundred times if you have to. Mm-hmm. And figure out what you want to do. And that, I hate that. It's such a cliche, bullshit thing to say. Figure out what you want to do. I don't know if you ever actually know what you want to do. At least I've never figured it out. <laughs> For a lot of people, it could be one thing. Yeah, for sure. But then for some people, like, I don't know, a lot of people, maybe me and you, who like mo- a multitude of things. Right, bro. You know? it's But then those things, though, like, they, it's not like we're, a lot of people to the eye may seem like we're, we're scattered in a yeah. way. Um, but if you really think about it, a lot of the things that seem scattered to those people, like, they're actually one and the same. Right. The things that we're actually interested and passionate about. Yep. They coincide. 100%. So how many siblings do you have? Um, no full siblings. Okay. All um, half or step. Mm-hmm. So on my, my mom and my stepdad, I got two little brothers. Uh, they're young, young. Yeah. Um, and then on my dad and stepmom's side, I've got a, uh, a stepsister. She's just actually getting into college. So it's kind of honestly been kind of fun this last year, really. Her like taking the steps to want to want to get out of the situation that her family's in, want to kind of want to do something different, right? Mm-hmm. Go to go to school, get higher education. That's been that's been kind of fun. And then there's two more little girls on that side too. So, mm-hmm. big family, but none are like directly related to me, but they're my brothers and sisters, you know. Y'all close or what? Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely closer with um definitely closer with my mom and my stepdad. Uh, and my little and those two little brothers, but over the last um, it's probably been three, four years now, gotten just by way of some bad shit, gotten a lot closer with my, with my stepmom and my little sisters. Yeah. Mm. What about your real dad? 
Yeah, not um, not super close with my real dad. Mm-hmm. Wasn't around a ton when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Was around um, the most he's ever never really been. We had probably the best relationship we had when I was in like late middle school, early height, and then into high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had several falling outs, several mm-hmm. shitty things over the last I don't know, probably five years since mm-hmm. I really started getting old enough to see some bullshit if we're being honest yeah yeah Yeah. how would you explain this uh, transition from um, this boyhood to manhood shit dude you figure it out you let me know Hmm. (laughs) yeah I was kidding there well we're still we'll still become we're still becoming men yeah absolutely but just you know what are the what are some of the those changes yeah, man, I think um, just realize for me, one of the biggest like learning curves, I guess, was that my actions have bigger repercussions on people outside of myself. Yeah, that was a big deal to me. A mm-hmm. big deal to me was like, grad, like I'll be honest with you, graduating high school, and then like the real big one was graduating college, and like getting my first big boy job was like things that I mean they're selfishly there are things about me things that I you know I was able to accomplish and able to get done but like zooming out and looking at the big picture was seeing like my little brothers and sisters that that opportunity to them is now realized Mm -hmm. right Um, seeing how just ecstatic my parents were because they weren't my dad uh, never graduated high school even Mm -hmm. Uh, never you know never never went to college my mom and I actually went to Boise State at the same time Hmm. she was getting her she was wrapping up her bachelor's uh, same time I was really getting started. Mm-hmm. Same with my step, same with my stepdad. He's uh, he's got an associates, but no, you know, bachelor's degree, no real like. And they were they both weren't traditional students in the sense of like they went you know high school college job right. Mm-hmm. There was different paths for them mm-hmm. right. So a big like learning curve of boyhood to manhood to me was like the decisions I make and the things I do good bad ugly and different that's portrayed to other people a certain way. And that makes a reality about myself to other people. Mm-hmm. Right. I was, that was definitely a, uh, definitely a big one to me. I mean, honestly, like to just think back on it now, graduating college and having a lot of my dad's family and my stepmom's family there. It was like the first time I'd ever been to a college graduation, hmm. let alone like for anyone that they'd known. Yeah. Right. Or anyone that they were a part of. And like, you know, at the time, it was a big deal for me, right? I was like, oh, it's it a big deal. Right. There's only a handful of people in my in my family that are college graduates, only really two of us that were traditional students, mm-hmm. right? Um, just and seeing just how excited they were and like just crying tears made me freaking cry and blubbering like a little idiot. <laughs> but just like, yeah, seeing that my actions have bigger repercussions than, than just myself. And I'm blessed and lucky to be in a spot where most of those decisions have been, you know, good mm-hmm. or at least indifferent in some cases, right? Yeah. But that was a big one for me. Like, yeah, seeing the shit that I'm doing has, uh, it holds more weight than just holds more weight and holds more water than just my perception of it, mm-hmm. right? And working and honestly, I think working with working with kids, been able to just been lucky or blessed or whatever you want to call it to be able to work with. I mean, it's football, but it's with kids since I was 18, been able to work with high school level kids, 
And now we're on to like high school, college, middle school, young kids are coming out and getting training with us. So just being able to work with those kids and be like a, try to be a positive light for them. That's something that's leveled my responsibility or accountability or manhood, if you want to call that up mm-hmm. big time, for sure. And seeing people, people in my family that had a, that maybe, you know, I don't think there's a right way to, right way and a wrong way to definitely do things all the time. But seeing people that made very poor decisions and see how that affected me, mm-hmm. see how that affected my siblings, see how that affected their significant others, see how that affected their job, see how mm-hmm. that affected just their, how they're perceived, mm-hmm. right? When you start doing some you know, bad, bad, you know, illegal shit, and you start getting you know, felonies by your name, mm-hmm. like that starts to be, uh, you start to carry that weight wherever you go, mm-hmm. right? So seeing stuff like that and just. You know, being involved with different organizations, different jobs, different people, seeing my actions are bigger than me, and seeing some great examples. My mom is a phenomenal example of that, and seeing some not-so-great examples and being involved with some not-so-great examples, you know? Mm. Yeah. Sounds like you got kind of a chip that you are, like, keep trying to fill. Yeah, man. I think... Um, yeah, for sure. I've always kind of been, yeah, there's always, I'll be, I, I'm not going to dodge it. There's always been a chip on my shoulder or something that I'm trying to, like, it's not necessarily prove to people, but prove to myself that I can do really what, really whatever I put my mind to, I'm going to be able to figure it out somehow. Mm-hmm. It might not be pretty. It might not be what I want it to happen, but if I really want something and if I really want to go get whatever that is, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. That's so I don't know if that's something that's been learned. I definitely know that the evolution of that mindset has been learned. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, falling on my face more times than I care to admit. <laughs> uh, and, but yeah, definitely a, a chip on my shoulder that I'm trying to, trying to prove. It's not necessarily like um, that I'm trying to prove people wrong, but I'm trying to prove to myself and to my family, my friends, the people that are around me, like I'm going to figure it out whatever it is mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying figure something out it figure is. something out right yeah right I think that's a beautiful part of where we're at in our age actually because mm-hmm. um, this is the journey right we are this is an interesting really interesting chapter really interesting chapter yeah man and it's tough to look at it that way I'll be honest yeah. with you it is so tough to look at it from like a like a bird's eye view mm-hmm. we see shit as a day to day nine to five sun comes up I'm up Sun goes down, I go to bed. Kind of mindset. Yeah. Dude, that's been the hardest thing for me is like zooming out, taking a breath, mm-hmm. knowing that fucking cliche shit, but Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> Dude, truest shit I ever heard. Right? Like try to tackle too much and you just, you could be, you cannibalize your own efforts. Right? Yes. Right? So it's tough to balance that. Like this is a journey. Every day is a new step. Every you know, situation is a new situation. Got to tackle it with uh uh, different mindset every time. Mm-hmm. Different goals, different you know, different whatever. Everything's unique, which is a lot of fun, but it's freaking tiring sometimes, bro. And you know that. <laughs> what motivates you to get up? And for uh, uh, for a long time, it was, and still to some effect is. I'm going to say football, but it's not the things that, it's not 
a ball and 11 guys playing tackle football. It's not that. It's like the things that football instilled in me or the things that I got because of football. Mm. Right? So that's definitely part of it. Like being a part of something bigger than myself drives me and motivates me. Um, definitely making a name for myself and making a name for the things that I care about for the ability rare. Right now it's this marketing agency I work for, Suds. You know, next step's going to be real estate. Like making a making something something out of myself. Not for public perception but for me like mm-hmm. that's a that's a big deal mm-hmm. and that's that's flighting I'll be honest with you man it's uh, it's it's something that motivation something that comes and goes right have you ever experienced that yeah oh yeah like we're what for weeks I'll be so motivated that like I can't sleep right wake up I, all I want to do is whatever I'm working on if that's working out I'm just as motivated as all hell to work out if that's work I'm working to my freaking bones come off if that's you know, a relationship, I'm invested 100% in that relationship. Mm-hmm. But the motivation is kind of a flighting thing for me. And that what I've realized in the last, really realized in the last probably year, it's been a challenging year in a lot of aspects, that, yeah, that mo- motivation is something that sometimes you got to make up, right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to fake the funk a little bit. Mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to find your own juice. you got to find the things that, whatever motivates you. I know a lot of people are motivated like... Uh, a lot, of it are, a lot of people are motivated with passion. Now, whether that passion's like a positive passion, like compassion, or whether that passion's anger or trying to prove someone wrong, mm-hmm. uh, to find that, find that whatever whatever does it for you, whatever's going to yeah, like you said, get you out of bed, get you to the gym, get you to you know, get you to work, get you to do the shit that you got to do, the extra mile that you need to take. So that's been something I've yeah, that's something that I struggle with all the time. It's like how what what does motivate me every day? Because it's different every day. What comes in spikes? Definitely comes in spikes. And people are motivated by different things, but for the most part, a lot of people, there's like some categories that I've actually brought into the cat, uh, podcast before. Is that one is monetary, for sure. Um, another is uh, lifestyle. What kind of life do you want to live? Yep. Um, one is mating. I think that one actually is underrated. Yep, very evolutionary take, but very um, true. Yeah, hundred percent. Cause, come on, man! Like a lot of the stuff that we wear, a lot of the stuff that we do. You know what I'm saying? Like we do it for the bitches. Yep. You know what I'm saying? A thousand percent. But we don't. A lot of a lot of dudes don't admit that. No. You know, like, right? So that idea is always there, though. Of course. Of course. You know. Of course. Yeah, and um, mastery. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. To master something. Mm-hmm. So it's... It could be one more than the other, whatever. It could really depend. Um, one of those things for you sounds like... Uh, like a lifestyle and mastery is huge. Yeah. Uh, I would say... Uh, lifestyle is probably my, probably my number one. Yeah. If we broke it up into those kind of silos or those categories. Yeah. Money is definitely important. Obviously, oh yeah, of course. You know, you know what I'm saying. You got gives your, your options. You gotta have. It gives you options, right? Yes. Doesn't give you happiness, but it gives you options, mm-hmm. right? It lets you do the things. It can, you know, free you up, whether it's financially from you know, from a problem. You can, like you said, it gives you it gives you those options. Yeah. So money is definitely important to me, but I think the bigger piece of that is is the lifestyle thing for me. Like if I can live a certain way, my needs are met the extra things I want to do, the traveling I want to do, the mm-hmm. people I want to affect, money will, money will come. Or money will, money will be there, else I won't make that decision based off my lifestyle to 
execute those things based off of monetary. Mm. And it's interesting you say mastery. I feel like I'm like, I don't know if I'm ADD or what, but I feel like I can't, I can't sit still on like one thing for too long. Mastery can you know come, yes, agreed. Yeah. Um, but I think you're also trying to master yourself. That might be it. That's probably, the, that's probably the bigger piece to it is like, that's really the only, you know, really only the only constant in life is you. That's right? the only thing that isn't you. You you're with yourself. That's the only person that will never leave. You cannot escape right. yourself. No. So you might as well master yourself. Or die trying. Yeah, and that's that chase is actually um, deeper than people realize. I feel like a lot of people don't really just kind of sit and understand themselves on a deep level. Yeah, that's tough, bro. Yeah, because there's, there's so many things that come with that. Well, Tra- traumas, good experiences, bad mm-hmm. experience, fuck-ups, mm-hmm. shit you've done well. Right? You know what I'm saying? It's, that's the, the whole boat. You mm-hmm. know, things that you want to do better, people that you've let down, you, you, yourself, goals mm-hmm. that, you've, you know, that you've fallen short of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mastery of the self is probably... Yeah, now that we're like really digging into it and categorizing it, that would be one of the, well, definitely one of the things that will... Uh, one of the things that motivates me. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, it's only yeah. You're the only person that's going to be around for, you know, h- how we understand it. The only person that's going to be around for you know forever in quotations, yeah. right? Because your world is your world. Correct. So, and you're only you're in control of you. So really you. Yeah. Right. Really you. That's it. I'm excited to see what you cook up. Definitely uh, keep me in the loop uh, with this with all this stuff. Uh, yeah, man. Because it's absolutely it's intriguing to hear. Right. And if I'm. I understand pace right now. It might be your coffee, but you've been speaking at a very f- f- fast pace. <laughs> Is that six so. cups of coffee I'm drinking today? Mm-hmm. And that's okay, yeah. though, because um, I've heard just about everything you've said, though. It's it's really intriguing to hear, though, because you're also listening to me. Yeah. Um, it, you'd be surprised by how many, how many people aren't aware of themselves, therefore they're not aware of the room. You know, so something that I, I I don't know how this came into to to thought, but like, so some people can be so one track minded that they get so just ingrained in how they're thinking, mm-hmm. and like I dealt with this uh, situation. Let's just two situations where you know there's females involved, right? Sure. And yeah, they're heading the right direction. You know, they got this career chosen career path and uh you know it's monetary motivation which is great yeah fine yeah awesome good for you go chase the back yeah but deep down i I can tell that uh they all they they long for something a little bit more Mm -hmm. you know but they they're they're uh awareness of another human life joining with you is just kind of it's it seems iffy like you'd have to take a real character to settle down with you at this point with how you're thinking yeah you know you just seem so uh I, I don't think neuroticism is is a good um word <laughs> yeah but um I a lot of this past couple of years at least mo- this year in particular learned a lot about women yeah alright so let's tap into this mating thing okay Ooh. let's tap let's tap into this mating thing we're getting juicier Oh yeah, got to. <laughs> for, the po- for the podcast. For the podcast. For the podcast. Because 
I mean, it's uh, financial stability, monetary, all this stuff. Having a goal, right, yep. is, is very important, yep. especially for a mate, yep. you know. And a lot of their needs stems from, you know, financial uh, sure. security. Sure. Emotional security, but financial security for sure. How are you going to raise a kid if you don't have no, if you bum, you bum ass, right? Yep. So if you're a bum ass, if you're a bum, you can't can't do shit. So I can only imagine uh, what it's like to be in a relationship now in our age when we're figuring it out. We're trying to hustle, hustle, hustle. Right. And uh, raise a family. It's like your parents started off really young. Right. My parents also started off really. My mom was like 22, 23 when she had me. They just kept on figuring it out. And I think about some other women that want a family, but they don't. They don't exude a certain type of energy where it's like, I don't even think you're ready for a family. Right. Anytime, like right now. Right. You can't take care of your own damn self. Right. So it's just, it's, uh, it's interesting to, to see people's mindset where they're at. Like, I feel like the people who started off young and figured it out later, like, wow, show, what did you do? You know, how could you be so selfless? Right now, we're in a very selfish stage in our lives. 1,000%. Very selfish stage in our lives. Let's just say, what would you do if you had, like, a kid? Would you be able to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Realistically, probably not, no. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I'm sure you'd figure it out, though. Yeah. I think, but you'd have to sacrifice some things. Oh, 1,000%. Mm-hmm. You'd have to. to- totally different. Totally different mindset, totally different ball game, totally different circumstance, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah, that would be. I de- ultimately, yeah, my one of my you know big goals: wife, kids, white picket fence. So you do want, absolutely, see, yes, yeah, one hundred, one hundred percent. You want to get married? Yes. Now, when? No fucking clue. Tell me why you want to get married. Man, I think it's um, it's just a it's a a stability thing for sure, um, not monetary but more like emotional stability I see right where it's like um, having someone to experience shit with Mm. fucking blast man Mm -hmm. fucking awesome Mm. having someone to go through shitty times with Mm -hmm. fucking not a blast but you want a rider (laughs) rider got to ride or die got to which is so weird I need like a knee along a what? A knee along is what I mean. Knee along. Who is that? Who is, who is that? I'm actually. Oh. <laughs> I know, man. It's. I just. Yeah, having a kid right now would be crazy. Agreed. I, Hats off to all the freaking moms and dads, especially single moms. Hats off to them. Big. Pre- you preaching. Yep. You preaching. Totally, totally different. Yeah, totally different mindset. I, I don't. Don't think it could be summed up any different than you said. It's selfless, hundred percent. And it's not even that like we pride ourselves off being selfish. No, it's not that. It's it's just a totally totally different mindset, totally different set of circumstances, totally different. You know, not end goal, but it's totally just life would do a one eighty if I had a, a plus one. You know, I got, I got a little plus one, mm-hmm. and I'm beyond excited to have some little snot nosed kids running around. Mm-hmm. Can't fucking wait, but not yet. It's it's uh, it's interesting to me because 
I didn't realize how much I did things because of women. Oh, yeah. You know? So There's probably still things that we do that we don't even... Like, oh, not every, even, you know, top of mind, just, you just do it because of the girls. Yes. Right. Every day. Every day. Every day, a little something. Go to the club, you know you got something. Like, right. On, you know, like, it's just... And... And they do things for us too, like they do because of us. Absolutely. They don't want to admit it. <laughs> they don't want to yeah, admit it. That's probably fair. <laughs> that's probably fair. You know, getting all dolled up, blah blah blah. Sure. At the end of the day, it's like somebody trying to get chose. You're trying to have a family. Yep. For the most part, a lot of us. Not everybody. No, not everyone. But I think somewhere a part of us in our in our instinct as men is that we want to uh, have children. Yeah. Our own children. Yep. And that just amazes me, is because. People think that um, their ambition stems from just themselves a lot. No. Um, but now there's something in you that makes you want to uh, pass the torch. Absolutely. Right. Have, yeah, have someone to, to come home with to experience their ups and downs with and cheer them on from the sidelines. Have them cheer you on from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, ultimately, the the end goal in most of the situations, yeah, yeah, raise a raise a little one or two, right? What's your thoughts on uh, this whole um, like hookup culture, all this stuff like that? You know, like yeah. I always bring this up, like, yeah. but I'm asking kids our age, like, what do you think about it? Man, I guess I've really only had a like a year of any type of that experience under my belt. Yeah, but man, the, like the dating scene or you know whatever the hell that means is. Um, Honestly, a fucking trip. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I was lucky. I had a long-time girlfriend, high school sweethearts, college sweethearts, after college, right? So, and a lot of fucking awesome, a lot of awesome times, for sure, right? But just totally, totally different experience that I had. And then after, you know, when I become single, it was, oh, shit, all of a sudden there's a hundred girls, <laughs> right? And that's so, right, it was... You got options. Options. It was so it was so weird and strange to me. We were talking about this before we jumped on the podcast where it's like, man, for like months after, like it was it's like a totally different mindset. And I was actually talking about this with one of my coworkers. He's just going through he was going through a breakup the last few months and like kinda of really just feeling back to himself. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. I think like yourself morphs every day, like we're talking about. Yeah. Like every situation, yourself different. Everything you go through, you come out on the other end different. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's kind of finding himself. And I went through that situation a year ago after mm-hmm. a breakup, right? So this idea of hookup culture was like totally different to me. And my first couple my first couple experiences with it was weird. Like, yeah. how do I act? How do you mm-hmm. act? What's your goal? What's my goal? <laughs> do, like, what, what's, are we anything? No? Perfect, right? Like, <laughs> like you know, like, what, what is that? Yeah. Right? But in, yeah, in, in terms, not a huge dude on the... Just fucking the fuck. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's not... I mean, it was fun for, you know, fun for a time. And it, I think everyone's probably got to have some experiences like that just to figure out if that's what you want or not. Mm-hmm. Right? But for me, no. Not my not my biggest not my biggest thing. It's not like I'm... I'm not like a... One of those weird dudes that's like, have sex with someone and then all of a sudden you guys are like... It's like this weird clinginess. Like, no. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. But it was something that... It always felt foreign to me. Right? Yeah hookups, one night stands, it always felt like it didn't feel authentic. And I'm not trying to chase anything or do anything that I don't feel not comfortable, but I don't feel like it's me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. Hookup culture is strange. Club, like, going out and drinking and going to clubs is obviously a fucking blast. Mm-hmm. But, like, not not what I'm trying to do every weekend. Not what I, I don't think I've actually been out. I mean, pandemic, of course, but mm-hmm. haven't really been out like that in a long time. And don't really want to. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. We, when you think about it, um, tap into different kind of social groups here. Yeah. Sex, uh, to some people, is, uh, well, I mean, on the, on the level it's a, of a primal thing. Yeah. That we, you know, want sex. Yep. We are sexual beings. Yeah. Um, but then taking the casualness out of it is that you are sharing, like, energy. Correct. With, with someone. Yeah. Being it a stranger or someone that you care about, who know who knows, like give or take. Yeah. So it's like a part of you is left with them. You know what I'm saying? I, and yeah. Is left with you. So it's like you really gotta <clears throat> you can treat it as such, you know, your your body's free, you can give it blah 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 blah. Sure. But can't just give it to just anybody. No. Especially if you're a heightened individual. Yeah. You know? Couldn't agree with you more, my friend. So um, who's very aware of just kind of like the the exchange of what sex does. Yeah. It's an interesting take for me for me with uh, hookup culture because I've never had the the apps. I've never done it. I've never partaked. Yeah. But it's not like I haven't hooked up. Like I've, of course I've partaked in, of, in hooking up and stuff. But it's like I've, bec- I've become to a realization that I won't hook up with just anybody. Like you got to have a certain sum. Correct. You know, you could be... You could be a badass bitch, you know, with a fine ass body, waist snatched, booty fat, right? You know? Hourglass uh, figure, whatever. But then run down the line. If your talk game ain't nice, yep. If you ain't talking the right talk, yep. You just <clears throat> and it sucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's uh, it's you you I become more I more particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, you become uh, more aware of what you're attracted to. Absolutely. So you might have figured it out, you know, being in relationships longer than me because I've only had like one like really real uh, relationship. Yeah. So it's, I, I don't know what it's like to be with a girl for like five years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, it's really a thing to think about for like how many, how many long term, how many, how many long term partners have you had? Right. And that actually plays a huge part into how you uh, move. Yeah, absolutely it does. So, if she has like a lot, like damn, there's probably some kind of, some probably, you know, yeah, like there's a little, yeah, yeah, I'm getting a little extra with this yeah. one. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, to me, um, my, to access with me, like your body's a temple, if you believe in that, um, treat it as such, it's a, uh, you really got to be careful on who who you have in your space, because I dealt with a girl on my endeavors when I was like in uh, in Utah. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! <laughs> oh, I had one of a really ex- extreme extreme exchange, and to the point where it was like she started attacking my character. Ooh. Yeah. And I was like off put by it. Yeah. So. Like, my penis was actually getting smaller and smaller and going back inside my body. <laughs> By the word. Right. By every word she was... Like, she was... It was just bad. I don't... 
And this is a girl that's going to be set for life, apparently, with money and all this stuff. Sure. I'm like, cool, great, all right. But I'm like, hey, you want kids someday? Like, yeah, sir, so somewhere along the line. I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know if you're going to get it with this kind of attitude. Right. It's just like, so she had a battle with hyper-masculinity. She wanted to be a masculine female. Sure. And she would hide her feminine, like she would, her feminine uh, nature, she would try to overcompensate it with being more masculine dominant. Yeah. Which is why people in her, people in her field are, are much like this. You know, they want to be doctors, all this stuff. Yeah. So you really got to be careful. It's just. Sure. It was an experience. Yeah. That's a trip too, because so, like, I think you, you kind of alluded to it. So much of male, female, what, you know, whatever is, it's learned it's ingrained in us because of the way a field is, like you said, as you know, society is the way that this fucked up world that we live in, bro. It pushes us into 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 boxes or outside of boxes, mm-hmm. right? Even if it's not, even if that's not us, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, it's kind of a trip. The whole relationship thing, hookup culture, sex thing is it's fucking fun. It's awesome, mm-hmm. like. But yeah, for me, it's always something like a little, a little, a little bigger. Like I want to, like if I'm going to spend time with you and energy with you and energy and time on you, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to need, like, like you said, I'm going to need something a little extra. I'm going to need that reciprocated back towards me. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that's probably just, we're just, you know, probably, I I hope to think that we're a little bit different than normal dudes, (laughs) right? Maybe maybe normal, normal dudes our age, right? Mm -hmm. We're like. Yeah, we are. I mean, we're not looking for something, you know, special with everyone. But we are looking for something special, something unique, something that you know, gives us that energy that we want to, you know. Mm-hmm. And some more that we can, you know, give our energy to, give our authenticity to, give our, you know, our time, our respect, our love, all that kind of stuff, right? Also, does it, does she compliment uh, your lifestyle? Absolutely, you know? man. That's a, that's a, that is a big, 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 big one. Seen it, experienced it, good, bad, it's, yeah, that's a... That's a huge one. And my freaking, we go back to like things I learned in school or things I learned at work or things that my parents tell me or p- things that I've seen my parents experience. Mm-hmm. And my stepdad has this awful shitty saying that I don't know how it always comes up in every fucking conversation, but it's who you spend your time and energy with is who you're going to be. <laughs> the, the, show me, he always says, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are in mm-hmm. five years, in a year, in six months, right? Facts. Good, bad, ugly indifferent mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so if, if it's yeah somewhere I want to spend if I'm spending my time and my energy it's got to be mutually beneficial relationships mm-hmm. or sex or anything really is to me it's a give and take 100% mm-hmm. somebody who's really far uh, on the spectrum you know tax bracket actor Michael B Michael not Michael B. Jordan Michael J. White martial mm-hmm. artist martial artist right he had uh, 14 girlfriends Ooh. 14 because he grew up with a dad who was a pimp. So he had multitudes of women around yeah. him, right? So he instinctually and like upbringing-wise, he thought it was a normal thing. Mm-hmm. He thought it was okay. He, he's like, to him, it was okay having 14 girlfriends. He thought it was like, um, that it was all right uh, to share that amount of energy with that many females. So it's like, so yeah. So, but he was a sensitive guy, you know? And he realized, I was like, so... The dude that's interviewing him, he's like, so what made you want to settle down and get married and have have a family and children? He's like, you know, there's a... He's like, so how, I, how he gauged it was that 
there's some people that you can see every six months. Some people you can see once a month, once a week, whatever. He's like, but I chose the woman that I could see every day. Right. Every day? Yep. And I wouldn't get tired of her. Right. Good, bad, ugly, everything. That's like... Yeah. That, maybe that's the... Like, yeah, I think you, you hit on it earlier. Like, uh, the sex or relationships or experience is definitely like a real primal thing. Yeah. It's like something in our evolution. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like something that, at least in my experience, everyone's looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people that aren't like that, but from my experience, everyone's looking for something. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... Yeah, that's that's just a, that's just a trip to think about that, man. But yeah, for me, I think probably for you too, it's like a authenticity thing. It's uh, like, like we said, if I'm giving my time, my energy, money, whatever it is, like I'm gonna need that reciprocated, and it's got to be something, someone I can see every day. You know what I'm saying? Good, bad, what ugly, all that. It's good, bro. I'll probably end up with like five wives. <laughs> you know, Monday through Friday. Yeah. You know, so it's like... I got one I can see strictly on Mondays, strictly on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> different, different parts of the continent. You know, yeah, absolutely, bro. So, no, right? Yeah, it's... it's uh, I don't know. I mean, my culture, my like my great-grandfathers and stuff, mm-hmm. they had multiple wives. Yeah. My grandfather had multiple wives. Right. Both of them. And uh, the one that they chose was just, you know, the, the one that kind of made sense. Yeah. To have a family with sure I'm trying to make sense of who you know it's like when I'm moving in a room it's uh, I can gauge the kind of energy that yeah. you that you're bringing so in the kind, kind of the way you uh, sometimes you don't even have to say much you know right the way you hold yourself the way you carry yourself the energy values. that you bring values morals ethics whatever you want to call them and being being that my relationships already, you know, right now with my people in my life right yeah. now, it's uh, you just gotta water the plant, man. You know, you can keep yep. watering the plant, and you gotta know what kind of uh, garden you're trying to build. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, it's to see it. I'm 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 curious to see how we're gonna be in like the next five years, cause this right. past five years was was, was already like. At me at twenty, my God, oh my, the oh jeez, the changes, the growth. Yep. Oh, just five years. How, how much, uh, how confident would you say you are now compared to how you were at twenty? Two different worlds, man. Yeah. Far and cry. I, yeah, and I think a lot of it is like, um, I think like a confidence thing for me is self-awareness mm-hmm. so like self-awareness that my shit does stink mm-hmm. that I don't know everything no right? don't. that that I'm never going to yes right so that, that's probably the biggest thing for me and for the people around me that I've seen at least is that from yeah 20 to 25 or 25 to 30 30 to 35 right mm-hmm. it's just like you get more I feel like you get more confident with A the more you know but B for me even bigger the more you don't know and like the more that you scratch the surface on a different job, a different relationship, a different setting, a different place you live, you know, experiences, whatever is 
it, yeah, it's, 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 it's just that. Like, you don't, you're never going to know anything. You're never going to know everything. Mm-hmm. And to, I think there's, like, a lot of, there's a lot of power in that, a lot of confidence. In that. Mm-hmm. To me, that, like, unlocked a lot of confidence for me. And every day, like, if I don't know an answer, it's not the end of the fucking world, mm-hmm. right? We'll find someone that knows the answer, right? We'll go mm-hmm. seek the answer out. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, totally different from 20 to 25, like, two different fucking worlds. Do you reflect often or no? Yeah, man, I, I, I definitely try. It's not something that uh, I, like, I practice. I've journaled before. I've, um, you kind of seem like on a go kind of guy, like just constant, just kind of keep going. Yeah, man. You seem like that. Yeah, for sure. I'm all, I've, always, I've always been like that, and that's something I've always struggled with. Like, mm-hmm. even struggle with it in relationships, to be 100% honest. Like, sitting, sitting down in one spot for longer than a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Shit, dude. Like, being, like, this is my first, like, I've had desk jobs before, right? But they always had some type of component of movement, mm. right? Like, yeah. to, at some, I was working at a gym, so I was training, making calls, going and doing, going and doing runs, going into the bank, going to you know, meetings, whatever. And a lot of it was I was moving, like physically, my body was moving. Same thing when I was to high school. Same thing. Same thing with coaching. Same thing with, and then I start working at this office job, and I can move as much as I want to move, but like the actual job itself is tied to a fucking computer. <laughs> yeah Whew. that's a fucking trip to me dude like I'm 100% that guy that's always always on the go and I've yeah I battle with that all the time and mm-hmm. it comes in spikes just like my motivation does mm-hmm. comes where like there's days where shit I don't want to do a damn thing and I yeah. won't yeah right like just the other just a couple a couple days ago I had a couple days off of work just took some took some time off of work and holidays kind of come around I didn't really have anything big got all my Christmas shopping done didn't have a family thing going on. I I had a whole day basically. I just didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's kind of how it is for me. Like I'll be some days just jammed from seven a.m. to ten p.m. and then get fucking tired to be honest, bro. But yeah, that's hundred percent me. Go 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 go. So it's tough to sit back and reflect sometimes. Tough to sit back and like slow the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably I'll listen back to this podcast and be like, dipshit, slow down when you're talking. like honestly from work to clients say the same thing my bosses will say the same thing like what you're saying is good content like in a job setting like you're doing a good job but slow the fuck down like Rome wasn't built in a day there's that shitty saying coming back right (laughs) (laughs) why have you always kept me in your vicinity why do you think we've kept each other in our vicinity? A lot of people kind of branched off and stuff like that, did their own thing. Yeah, man. Like, what do you think about it? Yeah. Between me and you, why do you think? Uh, it's good people, dude. Agreed. Yeah, good people. Mm-hmm. Been, a, I mean, we've known each other for a long time. A long but, time. Right. But actually, this was fun of this this uh, girl that I really started to just kind of develop a relationship over the last couple months mm-hmm. uh, was asking the same thing, like, "What do you got going on tonight?" I was like, actually going over to report a, record a podcast with one of my with one of my buddies. Been talking about it for shit. We talked about this a few times for probably a year, right yeah. or more, mm-hmm. right? Um, and she's like, "Oh, how do you how do you know him?" And I was like, "Oh man, honestly, I couldn't remember if we went to middle school together, but I was like high school, college, and then somehow we just like our cro- our paths always cross. So it's good people, dude. You're a good ass dude." And I like more like morals and ethics respect you as a as a person. Bless. So, like and that yeah that's a big thing for me like. Someone who's genuine, someone who's authentic. Like I'm gonna spend time and energy with that person because they give 
that same shit back to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I just asked the podcast the question. Yes, you did. I think that's probably one of the first time that you actually asked me. <laughs> um, but um, answering it off the rip, I mean, yeah, I would agree with good people, good energy, yeah. good vibe. But I think I always just supported you genuinely. Yeah. I just, I wanted you to win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was always just to watch um, us grow. And to see us prosper is yeah. that was that was fulfillment enough for me. Yeah, that's fun too. And you never put you the thing about you is that you never took your foot off the gas pedal. As long as I've known you, you yeah. never really took your foot off the gas pedal. It was just go go go. Yeah, admirable. You know, even with your relationship, you know, with uh, ex girl, like you you have no idea how many people had faith in relationships just because of your relationship. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like from the outside, like literally, seriously. That kind of dedication and commitment, it's not easy. And, it's, and that's, it's easy to say from the outside, but like to see the longevity of it, you know, it instills some faith in some people. More, than, more so than you think. Yeah. Level of commitment is really hard to partake in. Yeah. Commitment is a huge word. So if, I feel like you're a commitment kind of guy. So that's yeah. why you want to get married. Yeah. You're, you want to have um, long-term success, long-term, um, just like stability. Yeah. You know, commitment to something is a huge step. And just, it gets, you. once you get higher and higher and higher, the more responsibility you take on, right? Absolutely. And the more accountability you have to take on. Absolutely. So these steps that we're becoming, um, that we have to take towards becoming better men, something like commitment, I feel like, because lots of people... You're going to become successful, right? Yeah. And you're going to have more options, though. But are those options suitable for you? Right? Right. So a lot of people realize, I think, they be, when they get older, they realize that they become so particular and set in their own ways. Whereas, this, can this person, who's going to join lives with me, commit to the same level of my commitment? Right. And it com- I'm telling you, like people think that... I used to think that everybody could be an actor. Everybody acts. They'll get just... like. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's an actor in their own right. Straight up. We all, there's always an action being done. Yep. Right now, it's, we're, we're exuding different actions. Um, but the, the difference between um, acting on stage is that level of commitment. People, because I feel like, I'm like, yo, anybody on the street could do this, right? Like, that's how I felt for the longest time. Yeah. But then someone had to come in and be like, no, man. You, you have to realize that there's a level of commitment yeah. to not break. Yeah that bond between what you just decided to do. Yep. And that is huge. That people people miss that a lot. Yeah. Also the work. Like how prepared are you? You know. I feel like a lot of uh, like you were talking about uh this actually no it's not. I I was actually talking to a conversation with my friend uh he he likes he likes going on dates mm-hmm. more than he'll like having sex sometimes. <laughs> Because he likes the preparation. Yeah. You know? I he likes that. He likes to prolong it. Yeah. And he likes the build up of it. It's kind of like... Women like that too. Absolutely. They love it. They love the preparation. They love the build up of the story. So it's, it's really interesting to, it's really, to, to hear that. Because not a lot of guys actually hone oh, in on that. Absolutely. Right? You know? Yeah. So he's like, dude, I'll just like... I'll just take him on a date and not smash. You know? But like I'll, I'll instill those things. Right. To the point where they are like basically begging for it, yeah, kind of type thing. So it's a, 
it's a journey, it's a process, a lot of creativity, a lot, a lot of its flow. 100%. You ever achieved a state of flow? Yeah. Yeah. It's flighting, but yeah, 100%. How do you think you got there? Yeah, it's like that. It's that dedication, that commitment. For me, it's limiting uh, distractions. Ooh. That's fuck, dude. Ooh. That's and that's the probably the toughest. At least for me, that's the toughest one. Especially in our day and age, Bro, so dude, many distractions. Like, yeah, I got the Apple. Left I got and the right. Apple Watch on, buzzing all fucking day. You got my emails going crazy, phone going crazy. Uh-huh. Oh, I forgot to do my brain going crazy. Forgot to do this. Forgot to do that. I fucked up this. I fucked up that. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at me. I did good here. Right. But that limiting, yeah, limiting those distractions and being dedicated or commitment to whatever craft, situation, experience, whatever you're doing, that's the only way I've ever achieved, like, a flow state. Actually, this this guy I work with, he's one of my bosses, literally one of the smartest people on the face of this earth. Some fucking insanely bright dude. What makes him smart? He's got a shitload of degrees, but I don't think that's it. He's, like, just got this that character about him, the way that he, the way that he holds himself the energy that he brings to me I'm like that but that social awareness Mm -hmm. or like the social being of who he is Mm -hmm. like that to me he's insanely insanely bright Mm. plus he's got all the he's done made people a shitload of money so he's really really successful in his field he's done a lot of different stuff and been basically it's seemingly I'm sure not always successful right outside looking in I'm like man this guy's got it all figured out beautiful wife kids mm-hmm. you know, family okay. great job does well financially people at the job respect him people at the you know, the clients he works with respect him he's got every every time he comes on the phone or comes in a room or comes to any situation he brings something to the table mm-hmm. right and th- that that to me but he's always 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 talking about flow state <laughs> right and he's like he's like a pretty high level a pretty high level dude at the at the uh, marketing agency I work at so he's dealing with like uh, a shitload of data right mm-hmm. what ads are performing the best what pricing is the best what's gonna bring someone the most ROI based off of yada 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 right mm-hmm. and we would get like some my like my line of work I would have to get a lot of times, I'd have to bring him into calls, bring him into a situation because I don't know what he knows, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have the data tools, the you know, the mental wherewithal, the, the level. I'm not leveled up enough. Mm-hmm. So I need him, mm-hmm. right? And he was, for the longest time, like, he would just straight ghost people. Like, we'd all be trying to IM him, right? Well, at work, email him, text him, call him, nothing. And he explained it to a kind of a handful of us. He took like a handful of us under his wing and was like, hey, you guys are going to do these different jobs because of these skills you have or what do you want to do? Like, because let's figure out what, how this looks for you, right? And one of the big things he was, he's always hit on, it's like the reason why he doesn't respond back to people right away is because he is trying to get into that flow state. And mm-hmm. that's that part that I've learned about flow state is that limiting of distractions, mm-hmm. which is fucking damn near impossible some days, mm-hmm. right? Phone, like I said, phone, watch, social media, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Shit you got to get done, shit you forgot to do. You know, a lot of times I feel like for me, I'm in, I'm my own, my own worst enemy in that aspect for sure. What do you feel when you're in your flow state? What do you feel? What do you see? What do you observe? Yeah, man, it's, it's different. 
it's like a, I don't know, it's like that cliche kind of like heightened awareness. Ex- yes, extremely. Yeah, that's but that's that is what it feels like. Man. Yes, it feels like like I got every ounce of my body is here, present. Yep, and that is so difficult. All senses, all yeah. senses. That is so fucking difficult. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing when you achieve it. Yeah, it's incredible. But it's flighting. It's gone as fast. It's gone way faster than it comes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's a trip. Agreed. But I haven't been like a, in a really good flow state in a while. I get into I get into like a that uh, it's kind of like heightened awareness kind of thing where I feel um, where I feel like I just have a lot of good energy about a thought, about a you know an action, about a something I want to do, right? And I like just have that not peace, but like that feeling that it brings to my body when I'm thinking about or when I'm doing. For me, a lot of times it's coaching or working with people. I love working with people, mm-hmm. right? Whatever setting it was, like when I was in service, I loved it for the fact that I got to work with people, mm-hmm. right? Coaching, get to work with people, right? So it's like that heightened sense of awareness, heightened sense of, man, I feel like I'm on my shit, mm-hmm. right? Like I feel like I could, like this wall right here, I'm going through it if I need to, mm-hmm. right? And I'll go back to sports all the time. Sports mm-hmm. was kind of the first thing that ever, that ever brought me that kind of feeling yeah right mm-hmm. yeah sports are for you dance right for mm-hmm. you know whatever whatever that whatever that was for you reading like whatever, whatever whatever action that kind of centers you and brings you back to like real life being yeah. present 100 percent. fuck that's so difficult to achieve though oh my god very yeah but it's a it's a it's a state worth chasing absolutely worth chasing because um i recall I heard it's also a, a reminder of you're meant to be here. Yeah. Like the universe is telling you or right. whatever. Something's like you're meant to do that mm-hmm. at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I learned that, <clears throat> I tried using it to my advantage because uh, it was for me, it was when I was uh, rehearsing, Hi. Hi, Sam. rehearsing a script. Um, to do flu season. Mm-hmm. Did you watch me do flu season? I did watch you do flu season. I, I reached flow in one of the rehearsals. Yeah. And everything in the room was mine. Yeah. Like, I felt like I could do anything. I was in complete control of myself, all the answers, um, solutions, problems, anything that came at me, I had something. I had... Yeah. Something was just flowing out of me, flowing into me. Yeah. It was just... Oh, this beautiful state. Right. And I was like, oh man, I can't explain it, but I'm here. Right. And I was, it's a certain level of that concentration too. Yep. Dialed in. Right. But you, I was being asked questions at the exact same time, talking about my character um, and why he was doing the, what he was doing. And I could still hear like the janitor in the hallway. Right. And I could hear the ticks in the walls and the yeah. air vents and all this stuff. And right. every, though I could hear, I was aware of all that. Like I was so in this yeah. scene and it was just amazing. Right. It's like that sixth sense shit. Yes. hundred percent. Uh-huh. So we're all capable of it, but it's like, yeah, that, that state is really worth chasing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's why like, man, and for me, controlling my environment, mm-hmm. limited, limited distractions, yeah. but a lot of times for me, that's like internal distractions. Mm-hmm. That's, and, and internal environment. Mm-hmm. How my body is feeling is how my mind is feeling. 
right? And that is, for me, that's probably part of why I chase mastery. Hmm. Is like, man, if I'm not on my shit with my diet, if I'm not on my shit with my workouts, if I'm not on my shit with what I'm putting in my body, right? Yeah. And I, everyone's got their vices, I got vices, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm, if I'm not Corn. on my, what's that? Porn for you? <laughs> I was thinking more nicotine. I'm just playing. Yeah, right. I look fucking with you. <laughs> you, just get, you just get so dialed in on something. I just like to provoke. <laughs> Keep the curveball. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. If my if my if I'm not on my p's and q's mm-hmm. with how I'm treating myself, yes. that flow state is fucking damn near out the window. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. And so I've heard people, I've heard people um, compare flow state before to psychedelics. Okay. Okay kind of fucking weird right what's the what's the comparison it's like that same awareness feeling of mm. where like it's 100% present yeah right like hypersensitivity hypersensitivity yes yeah. like everything yes you're very in tune with what's around you you're very in tune with how you feel you're very in tune with how you react you're very in tune with your thoughts mm-hmm. right so and that that's it's it, it's similar in that aspect and I but then on the other side of the spectrum like what I was first talking about diet workout in how you internally feel mm-hmm. like how, it's how your mental's gonna feel 100% mm-hmm. right so I kind of it's tough to balance those things and go back and forth and like figure out well, yeah, what's your what's your mix what makes you feel right what gives yeah. you that internal peace or gets you to that flow state if you want to call it that how is your diet by the way man it's fighting comes and goes I was like always uh, I was pretty out of shape and pretty fat kid until I was probably like 16, 17 mm. and then I remember yeah oh yeah I had some, I had some good chubby days mm-hmm. um, leaned out got taller yeah I've glowed up a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no for real it was um, probably really until like 16, 17 I didn't really know how like what you put in your body has that big of an effect huge it's everything. And I still struggle with it, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I still drink shitty. Kind of, though. Kind of. Yeah. You could be like Gary Vee and eat like shit. Right. Oh, yeah. But still do what he's been, what he's done. Oh, absolutely. Or Warren Buffett eat McDonald's every fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, but I would say my diet as of late, not great. Holidays, yeah. COVID, you know, drinking, you know, like what mm. else are you going to do? Right? Yeah, right, right, right. Gyms are closed down, right? <laughs> and like you said, that motivation is a flighted thing. Like once it's gone, it is a motherfucker to get back, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, for me, I've always, always, always known if I'm in the gym and if I'm moving a little bit of weight around and if I'm doing a little bit of cardio and if I'm just at least watching what I eat, not drinking soda, not drinking, you know, not drinking too much alcohol, making sure I'm getting, you know, I try when I'm really on my shit, I'm drinking a wa- gallon of water a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, and when I do those things, pff, fuck, dude. It's different. Facts. Facts. But it's tough to get there. <laughs> that's what I've been struggling. Like, I think, I don't want to blame it on the pandemic or whatever, because that's just not what I'm going to do. Yeah, you're responsible uh, for your, your outcome. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, but, yeah, it's been tough with the pandemic, every, like, especially when it first, like, you know, January, February, when it became real in the U.S., mm-hmm. right? And the fact, I mean, politics aside, the fact that we didn't take it seriously at first, yeah, fucking still blows my mind to this day. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, but, like, all the, the, uh, the 
misinformation, the over-information, over-stimulization, the hysteria, the, you know, your, your, your family and your friends thinking differently, it's tearing people apart, it fucks, it fucked with people, fucked with me, mm-hmm. 100%, mm-hmm. 100% like a psychological thing, gyms are closing down, like social settings, you're, you know, you not, you, that for a while, everything was done, like, everything was locked down, everything shut down, and then, like, it's like, kind of acceptable to go out like but you shouldn't go to the bars but like you can go to the gym okay no you can't go to the gym it's like fuck dude this threw my shit through a loop mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like it's tough to have that stability when there is no stability yeah right but that's like, like we were talking about like mastery or whatever it's you're gonna have you're gonna figure out stability for yourself literally no matter the circumstance it's gonna look different depending on every circumstance you know mm-hmm. right but overall, diet is not fucking awesome right now. Mm. <laughs> getting, a, getting a little bit better. Um, but yeah, COVID, COVID did a number on me. This job, honestly, I'll say, did a number on me. Stress, stress will fucking, stress is a really killer, bro. Hold this thought real quick. Yep. Yeah, all right, no, but diet. <clears throat> you know what's uh, crazy about diet is, uh, what, what kind of fats do you actually eat? Hmm. Man, when I'm on my shit, yeah, I'm staying away from saturated fats as most I can. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But good fats, though. Ooh, yeah. So, okay, so when at the beginning of this year, kind of well, end of last year, probably about the first five or six months, mm-hmm. I was really dialed in on my macros, right? So I was getting most of my fats from. Excuse me. I was getting most of my fats from meat, primarily. Mm. Yep. I was on uh, actually a pretty a pretty good little a pretty good little health kick and a pretty good diet for about six months. It kind of fell off the wagon hard, Um, but yeah, most most of the fats I was eating was just getting it from the getting it from the good shit that I was eating for the most part. Really trying to be conscious of those of what I was putting into my body. What kind of meat? I was trying to branch out. um, Stick. I'll stay away from pork when I'm on my shit. Right. Right. Pork's Salty as fuck. Delicious. Yeah. But salty as fuck. Yeah. It makes you feel some, feel some certain type of way. Oh, bro. It's bad for you. Yeah. Right. It makes you feel a little... Ugh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Um, delicious while you're tasting it, but then it just makes your body feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Right? So, when I was really on my shit, chicken, turkey, and beef. Interesting. Yeah. You never dial into fish? A little bit of fish. Here and I do... I love fish. Mm-hmm. But I was, when I was meal prepping really heavily, I fucked up fish 80% of the time I cooked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was something okay. that, like, I would I would do on occasion or if it was, like, a new recipe that I found or someone was, like, I learned a couple of easy ways to cook up some good salmon. Yeah. And so I went that, I went that route. But it wasn't something that I was, it wasn't, like, a staple. Every couple of weeks I'd eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phenomenal for you, though. The omegas and the B12. And all that stuff that's yeah. in fats of the fish. Right. It's the best. Yeah. For your good. brain. It's brain food. That's what I was literally just going to say. That's brain food right there. Your brain. Right. Um, fats in itself is just good for your brain. Right. Um, you ever, th- there's a reason why, it's interesting, um, why scientists, the, you'll see them uh, eating ice cream cones. 
vanilla, whatever, most yeah, ice cream cones. You know why? Mm-hmm. It's fats. Yeah. It's good for their brain. Hmm. Memory, all that, just like... Yeah. There's, there's like this scene, I don't know what scene it is, but it's a whole room of scientists, and they're e- literally eating snow cones, like um, ice cream cones in the room. All of them. Hmm. Yeah. Brain break. Something. Something. Does something. It does something. You know, um, I, I just came, I just realized that what, <clears throat> when I was... Uh, on like a vegetable, tofu, fish kind of like diet. Yeah. I was memorizing lines like it was nobody's business. Right. Nobody's business. I was memorizing the shit out of these lines. And I was like, oh, man, the f- these, this, your, your brain food is huge. The fats you have in your, your body is amazing what it can do for you. Absolutely. So Positive I, and negative. What do you mean by, what do you mean by that? eat too much fat you feel like shit true yeah yeah that's, yeah. Why, that's why you have to have vegetables 100% yeah and right. like antioxidants and stuff like that 100% yeah. so it's you really have it's just a balanced nutritional diet right but I was also thin like I was leaner and I was thinner than I am now but right. it's like it's night and day that night and day feeling I'm like wow why am I doing so good right oh man so yeah I might have to get back on that, that honestly bro like you know this last few weeks going through that fish. I need to get back to that fish. I'm missing some fish. fish I love me some fish. Right, right. We do it. When I was on my, when I was on my shit, I just yeah. the last few weeks been really thinking like, as I'm getting back into the gym, getting trying to get back into like some resemblance of a good work life balance. Mm-hmm. Right. That was uh, one thing that really just struck me. Again, a lesson I've known forever. Mm-hmm. I've known it since the days I was a fat kid. <laughs> to kind of, you know, leaning out quite a bit and getting into pretty decent shape at different parts of my life, right? Um, just, that's one of my biggest goals of 2021 and, like, a couple of my real close coworkers and my real close circle that we're, like, pretty tight. Yeah. It's like, we're just trying to be the best influences we can on each other, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's yeah, let's get back to healthy life, healthy mind, healthy mindset, healthy body. That goes back to that flow state shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Take limited distractions. Get that bullshit out of there. Yeah. But it's the hardest thing on our... It's, you know, so hard to do. So fun. Right? Yeah. It takes... A discipline. Dis- that was exactly the word that was going to come out of my mouth, bro. <laughs> it takes so much... It takes so much discipline. That's I know that's something that I, I've always lacked. Mm-hmm. Like a real sense of, like, some real discipline. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Like, military-level discipline type shit. Yeah. Like some David Goggins type shit. Oh, fuck. That, He's in... That dude is different. Yeah, for a reason. Correct. Do you want his life, though? No, but you could learn a little something about his discipline. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah, I don't I don't want to live like that, dude. But <laughs> looking like that, dude, mindset like that, dude, yeah. shit, there might be a, little, a couple of little nuggets or little seeds I Agreed. can steal from, you know? Some good habits. Great habits. Yeah. 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 Have you read his book? I have not. No, good read. I haven't read it yet, but oh, okay. I, I know someone that did. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Good shit. I mean, he liked it. He just he dives into a lot of just kind of like how he lives his life, how he chooses to live it. So just uh, my the guy that read it, he's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to have his life, but right. you know, there's some things in there. Yeah, you could really definitely take away. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, there's probably people like in any industry, you know, health, wellness, business, whatever. Mm-hmm. The people that have made it, they made it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's always little nuggets you can steal and little things you can take and move, and that's dude. That's been anything that I've ever found success is fucking not just not because I'm smart, yeah. not because I figured out something <clears throat> someone else 
didn't figure out. Mm-hmm. Now I'm stealing, like I'm taking little pieces from someone's game. I'm taking little pieces from someone's work ethic. I'm taking little pieces from someone's discipline, from their diet, from their workout, from their whatever, and kind of just like whatever my life looked like that at that point, whatever problem I need to solve, like how do I pull other people's things in, other people in, and how do they teach me how to get through that hard time, that trial, that you know, good time, that you know whatever I'm trying to get through or get to, mm-hmm. how do I bring in the people around me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not fucking smart at all, but I'm definitely trying to leverage the people that are around me because I know a lot of really fucking smart, really talented people. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, if I can just learn one thing from them, mm-hmm. how they do a certain thing, how they do a job, how they, you know, how they treat themselves, how they treat their significant other, mm-hmm. how they treat their kids, Cute. how they treat oh. their body, how they treat, wow. you know, what their mindset's like. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like still just little bits and pieces of that to make, you know, build me, keep continuing to build me. The intention. The intention. The intention. Yes. Yeah. Should be strong. Yes. Should be a good one and a strong one. Correct. Yeah. So I can only imagine. So I mean, this is an ego thing. Maybe that's why I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. Um, for the people that who look up to you, you know, um, be like <laughs> Kyle. You're doing a lot. You know, I look up to you. I respect you. All this stuff. Like, um, I admire what you're doing. Like, keep on going. You know, type of stuff. So that con- that gets counterbalanced with people who want to bring you down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, um, I've I've come across people who. Um, talk a big game mm-hmm. but they don't put in the work mm-hmm. so it's like it's like show me right show me but then again I, it's this something in the I don't know why but I, I get constantly reminded like okay lots of people have come to me and they want to say and do these big things and change their habits and you see them like months later and not much has changed sure and so it's like I can only imagine how much you've done and how much I've done, and there's still so much more work to be done. Oh hell yeah! Right. Mm-hmm. So if someone's ever like trying to, like I've I've come, people have come to me and say like they want to do all these things, and uh, the amount of work that it takes that I know that we've done, so I can only imagine uh, what it's like for people who haven't done that work yet, mm-hmm. and how much of a because. I think a lot of people's confidence, they could become way more confident if they actually just did the work, mm-hmm. which is a hard thing to do. Hell yeah, it's it is. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, but you're like a stand-up guy, so it's like you have pretty well-developed habits and you're still developing them. So uh, it, in the back of my mind, I'm always like hearing the conversations of like these peop- of, uh, people wanting more, but they've, they're still doing less. And yeah. they're still treating people less yeah better yep you know how do you treat yourself too right so it's just i'm just waiting to see how it turns out um maybe who who knows where where you'll be in the next uh 2021 i'm uh, 2021 is approaching really soon here man so two three four days hopefully it's gonna be a good year hopefully it's not as uh two days (laughs) damn (laughs) it treats us well because yeah absolutely but that, yeah, that, like, my, yeah, like I said, my, my mindset going into 2021 is, like, this is, it's, it might sound selfish, but this is 100% the year of me, mm-hmm. my evolution. Mm-hmm. Like, 2020, yeah. to, like, we talked about earlier in the podcast, we talked about where we were five years ago. Yeah. Shit, dude, the year where I was last December to where mm-hmm. I am this December, mm-hmm. two vastly different spots. <laughs> Level up. Yeah. And, and keep going. Took him a 
shitload of licks, mm. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them, right? Yeah. So my mindset going into 2021 is let me get back to this, a lot of the things that gave me success in 2020, specifically with how I treat myself. Yeah. Right? Um, because like, I'm always going to go into something. And I, like I said, I don't know if this is something I learned, if it's something that was given to me or so or whatever, but it's like if there's a challenge in front of me and I really give that much of a shit to get through it, I'm by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, claw, scratch, bloody, whatever, whatever it takes, right, bro? I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna get through that. So that's my mindset for twenty twenty one. Let's get back to the things that bring me energy. Let's get back to the things that can heighten my ceiling. Mm-hmm. And let's get back to the things that I know make me successful for me. Mm-hmm. And make me successful for my friends, for my family. Make me like make the people around me better and wanna be around me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right? That's the energy I'm bringing in 2021. What's the craziest story that you're willing to share this year b- before we end this podcast? Share a crazy story. Like, what's the craziest? If you're willing to share. Yeah. What's the craziest? Um, okay. So, I got a good one for you. Ready for it? Tell me. Okay. So, going back a little bit about flow state, and I kind of alluded to psychedelics. Yeah. Okay. So, um, a lot, some people know the story, so I'm not super worried about it. Anyway, I, uh, Valentine's Day of all days, 2020, mm. right? <laughs> Single dude, right? Yeah. Like not, at that point still very much not looking for anything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I had one of my one of my good friends I went to Boise State with, worked with them, uh, became, we became pretty close as, we've kind of gone through a lot of the same stuff and we've, and we've been going through different parts of our career specifically, yeah. kind of together. He works in engineering. Um, I work in marketing, obviously. Mm -hmm. But kind of like been that dude where I can bounce different shit off of, Mm -hmm. right? He can bounce it off me. And we've really only been friends for three, four years, but we had a plan to do mushrooms, Mm -hmm. right? And I had never done psychedelics before. Never once. Um, It got... We were supposed to do them in 2019, like, multiple times. <laughs> Bottom, didn't use them. Mm-hmm. Bottom, had to get rid of them, right? <laughs> Bottom, they literally went bad, right? Yeah. So finally we were like, all right, motherfucker, you're single, I'm single. Valentine's Day, we're getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. Uh, I get off, you know, I get off work, go get my little workout in, come home, have my little meal prep, eat. He comes over and the shenanigans commence, right? <laughs> uh, Get after it just a little bit, and we make steep a, steep a little bit of tea, uh-huh. drink drink that tea up. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard on psychedelics before. No, I haven't. No. Uh, I would highly recommend. Okay. <laughs> not just, like, not for the value of, like... Buy tea, though. Like, tea is how... I, I think the tea... The tea was a good step. We yeah. ate the caps and the stems first. Okay. But then, like, you, you've got... Generally, we'll have, like, a little bit of shake or a little bit of, kind of, a little bit of leftovers. Just okay. Steep the tea. Tea was a good level. Tea yeah. was a nice step up. Okay. For sure. And it was, like, my first experience. So, he was just taking the lead. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Right? right? Empty stomach, non-empty stomach. Does it matter? Uh, I had food. Okay. Yeah. And I would... from I've only... I've done shrooms three times, right? Three times. Yeah. And I think I ate all three times. And... I had a positive experience all three times. I've heard different things. Okay. I've heard 
Um, he, he ate as well, and all the times that I've done it, all the people have eaten. Um, okay, recommended food then, okay. Yeah, I, I would recommend food, okay. and I would recommend water. Okay. Plenty of it. Okay. Yeah, right. Because, right. dude, you're freaking, your brain is, you're firing synapses that you didn't even know you had. Jeez. Right? Like, your neuro freaking is going insane. Mm. Right? Next level. Hmm. Right? So, anyway, do the work thing, work out. He comes over, we eat the caps, eat the stems, uh, steep the tea, and then about hour, hour and a half later, it's probably getting to like eight, nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like really starting to feel pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, bro, it's kind of like a flow state in a different sense. Yeah. It's kind of like this, uh, like, yeah, every, all your senses are heightened. Your smell's different. Your taste is different. Your sight's different. Your hearing's different. Like, you, your body is just, it's like a different level. Mm-hmm. It's almost like unlocking shit in your brain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right, De- definitely dangerous. Definitely something. <laughs> definitely something you could do a little bit too much. Oh. Definitely something that would lead you to make some bad decisions for sure. Okay. But to me, that that night, I realized like fucking psychedelics. I've always heard like you'll hear scientists talk about psychedelics. Psychedelics were something that's been you know studied and used for homeopathic medicine for centuries, right? Mm-hmm. Like indigenous peoples from all across the world have different types of different types of hallucinogens for different types of reasons, mm-hmm. right? They were part of even medicine in the U.S. until like the 60s, I think, right? Until they became a scheduled one drug. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to me that night, it took a lot of stigma of psychedelics away. And I got to like, you used to experience yourself unabided. No mm-hmm. barriers, no wall, no ego, no like... Like, socially, you're still pretty aware, mm. but, like, those social barriers, a lot of times, that you don't really think you have, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's like you're just being. It's you're just being, bro. Just being. It's you, yourself, and the people around you. Wow. Right? Yeah. And it was a freaking, it was a blast, dude. We just, like, for the first couple hours, we didn't do shit. Like, we're... I feel like you didn't need to. No, man. We're sitting <laughs> around. That was, that was literally the yeah. whole plan. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I had him come over, yeah. and, like... I was like at this new spot. I only lived at for a couple months. Mm-hmm. I had one of my other roommates that was there. She was single too, mm-hmm. and so she's just drinking, right? Just hanging out Valentine's Day, drinking, mm-hmm. polishing off a bottle of rosé. You know how you do it on Valentine's Day when you're <laughs> single, uh, and we're all just yeah, just just kind of hanging out, and then we get into some like real good deep conversation. Like I even open, I think I even opened up about some traumas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they were opening up about traumas and like just being. It just rip, it like literally rips you out of whatever other bullshit you have going on in your life mm-hmm. and sits your ass in that chair or sits your ass wherever you're at. Just present. Present. There's no choice. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't have a choice in the matter <laughs> at that point, right? Mm-hmm. When you when you do something like that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, to me that's like like I said, it's something to it's limiting distractions to me, getting into that flow state is something that's difficult. Mm-hmm. So like, the introduction of a substance like psychedelics to me was Dude, level up. Wow. Level up. Mm. Different. Mm. Plus, they're a badass time. Apparently. Yeah. I ended up getting a shitty tattoo that night. No way. <laughs> Show me that sh- Where is it? Where? So, okay, hold on. Okay, okay. I got it. Let me explain the whole story. All right, but okay. So, right. We're, we're, we're in the kitchen. We had like this, like, okay. It was like in, in the North End, right? Um, yeah. It was like a 1960s, 1970s home. Everything was like, it was pretty nice, new, renovated, but everything mm-hmm. was open. Yeah. Right? Like, living room, dining room, kitchen, all open, mm-hmm. right? So, we're in the living room. We kind of had, like, this, like, park, uh, 
park style bench for our dining table. Yeah. Like with like the big row seats you pull out. Mm-hmm. So we're literally we're we're there, and we're all like we got our freaking comfy clothes on. That's another thing. Like your sense of touch mm-hmm. is like insanely heightened. Mm-hmm. Shit that like normally wouldn't feel like touching good. Yeah. Feels insane. Feels great. Feels like different. Fuck. It's would highly recommend. It. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're we uh-huh. end up like we're playing games, we're uh, talking shit to each other, talking like I said, talking about traumas, talking about life, talking about like dreams, goals, aspirations, and then we're like eventually we just like end up with this big ass chalkboard that we had hanging on the wall. We kind of had all of our names on it, right? Mm-hmm. We put like to do lists on there or whatever we had to do, right? But we pull it down, wipe it all off, and we're just drawing on it. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, mm-hmm. literally, like, full freedom of expression, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you can appreciate that with dance, right? Mm-hmm. Or music. I'm yeah. huge into music, right? Yeah. It's, like, full expression. Yes. And I'm, like, artistically, me sitting down and drawing something or writing something, foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, not my skill set at all. Yeah. Right? Tough for me to, like, just let shit flow. Mm-hmm. Right? In that kind of sense. Mm-hmm. So we're just there. I'm just drawing on these chalkboards and like everything just looks fucking beautiful, man. These colors are insane. These pictures are like coming to life and jumping at me. Like these pictures have a story. These pictures have, it was weird. Like mm-hmm. some weird shit I never experienced. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my buddy, he's got, uh, my roommate as well. They both have you know, a handful of tattoos, five, six tattoos each, right? A couple of good stories about him. My, my buddy uses in Slovenia one time. Uh, gets like this tattoo from this like, crazy he's famous as shit in Slovenia hmm. but like just kind of stumbles into this bar meets the guy finds out he's a tattoo artist a couple hours later he's getting a freaking full sleeve tattoo and halfway across the world so he, we're sitting there and he's showing off his tattoos she's showing off her tattoos and we're all going like they're, they're like Kyle you don't have any tattoos do you? Like, no man never, never got a tattoo I want tattoos but like never you know, put the money down, never really like, put a bunch of thought into, like, what do I want? Do I want it to be something symbolic? Do I want it to be something stupid? Do I want it to be something artistic, right? Mm. Like, I think tattoos are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Fucking so cool. Yeah. I want all of them, but I just don't know what I want, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right? So anyway, we're on, back to that chalkboard, and we were, like, Valentine's Day, we end up, like, playing, like, little tic-tac-toe games, drawing, whatever. We end up, like, getting on the topic of Valentine's Day finally, right? Mm-hmm. Like, talking about love interests, whatever. And so we start, like, literally just drawing hearts, smiley faces, whatever's coming to mind. And one of my, I think it was Glory, my roommate at the time, she's drawing, basically like stick art, like a stick art heart eyes and a smiley face. And my buddy Forrest is like, I'm going to get that tattooed on my body tonight. And I'm like, no fucking way mm. and he's like I'd do it we both look over at Glory she's like I'd do it keep in mind she's not even she's just drunk mm-hmm. right mm. and they both look at me and I was like fuck it let's do it <laughs> right so uh, then the reality of the situation kind of set in after we talked about it for a bit we're mm-hmm. like oh fuck none of us are obviously capable of driving so we're like, oh, <laughs> shit, let's, we got an Uber right mm. so then we like we called an Uber end up both all of us are changing out of our freaking comfy clothes whatever get in the get in the uber and get down to 15th street tattoo just right up you know a couple miles up the road whatever Mm -hmm. 
And as we're walking in, we realize like, oh shit, we're going into a professional tattoo shop, like getting close to after hours. It was like 11, almost midnight at this point, right? Mm. That's another thing about psychedelics. Like depending on what you're doing, long time of being fucked up. Oh, okay. it, can, it can be. It depends, it, depends what you, it depends what you're doing, right? Yeah. So, like, mushrooms is, like, four to six hours, bro. Yeah. Right. Not of, like, insane the whole right, time, yeah. but, like, the whole, like, uh, the There's whole... phases. Phases. Like, yeah. the whole experience, all of the phases, like, four to six hours, depending on food, water, how you're feeling, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Your mental state's another big thing. Um, anyway, yeah, we realized, like, man, we're going into this professional tattoo shop to get a stick art tattoo. <laughs> We were drawing, like, stick and poke type shit, right? And we had it on a post-it note. Mm. And so we're walking up the steps <laughs> to get to the to get to get the top of the stairs, oh and we're looking at all this, like, beautiful art. And we're like, I'm, like, looking. I'm, like, looking at glory, looking at forest. I'm like, yo, we're coming in here to get a shitty tattoo. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's the point. And I'm like, but they're going to have a minimum. Like, this guy, is this guy even going to tattoo this on us? Like, then I start thinking, like, my real brain starts coming in a little bit. Yeah. Like, getting into a different social setting, right? <laughs> and I'm like, this is kind of weird. Should we audible and get something else? Anyway, we get up there, get our names get our names on the list, go back down to the bar, have a drink. And by the time we get, like, by the time we get called back up to go, we're like, fuck it, let's get a... We Everyone wanted a sugar skull. Right? Like, Day of the Dead kind of shit. Okay. But we're like... I don't want to spend 400 bucks on a tattoo that like I'm getting on a whim. Yeah. Right. And like, it's going to be a couple of hours each person if it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're like, all right, fuck it. We'll get a sugar skull just without all the details on the inside. Okay. What's that, bro? A fucking skull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a fucking straight skull. Yeah. Right. So anyway, we get back up there and that's exactly what the tattoo artist said. He's like, so you guys want skulls? We're like, yes. It's like, okay, where do you guys want them? And I was like, can't put it anywhere visible. Hey, my mom's gonna whip my ass, and I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning pissed at myself. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. long story short, <laughs> end up getting a skull tattoo on my fucking ankle. Haven't done anything with it. Haven't covered it up. Haven't. Shit. <laughs> You're a little long, badass. Long, long story short, dude. Psychedelics are a good time. I would recommend them to anyone, not just for the fact that they're a good time, but for like just the the self the experience it, it, yes definitely definitely a phenomenal experience yeah. but like there's a reason why that shit has been in indigenous cultures for thousands of years mm-hmm. it's been used in people with severe insomnia anxiety social anxiety whatever like there's a a plant for that yeah you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and so that yeah that to me like that night opened up like what psychedelics really were in my eyes mm. at least my perception of them you know yeah. <laughs> I see I see it's Look decent it's decent line work but I'll definitely end up covering it up one day how much was it like 50 bucks minimum Man. but yeah shitty I woke up that next morning <laughs> I remember waking up like man why is my ankle I was like a little sore <laughs> I was like damn why is my ankle sore and I remember flipping my cover off my bed and looking down and just busting up laughing <laughs> Like, oh my, I freaking get on my, get on my phone, got the group chat going. I'm like, you guys are never going to believe what I did last night. 
like, no, we were there. And they were, yeah, like, some were like, no, we were there. And then yeah. they were like, yeah, check your, like, check your Snapchat story, man. And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, so that's a you know, pretty decent story. Yeah. I would have never known. I didn't know you had a fucking skull on your ankle. <laughs> I didn't fucking know. Now it's, oh, wow. I love it, though. Yeah. The impulsive, yeah. the impulsive behavior that you've done. Right. So you got to have shitty, fun experiences. That's part of life, man, to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have, yeah, like, I have goals. We spent the first hour talking about, like, motivation and goals and mm-hmm. what you want in a partner and all this deep shit. But also, at the same time, man, life's supposed to be fun. Exactly. To me, life's supposed to be a good-ass time. Oh, yeah. Like, not every day. You're going to go through some shit, obviously. But, like, man, you should have a good time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the only life we got, as far as we know, right? Make the best of it. Make the best of it. Well, I appreciate you being on this podcast. Man, I, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. I can tell. I can tell you had a good time. I had a good time, bro. <laughs> we're going to have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. I'd love to. Uh, we're going to link. But I appreciate you. I hope, I heard, uh, I hope the, the audience learns a little something. You know, having had a few laughs. Yeah. Hopefully um, you got a couple laughs out of my shitty stories. Shit. If only you could see this fucking cartoon looking ass fucking skull on it. <laughs> Ankle. Yeah, it's bad. It's but, bad. I'm going to get flamed for this, too. I already know it. As you should. As, as I should. should. As, as any should. good friend mm-hmm. would do. Flame your ass for bad decisions. But, like, it, you know, that's what life is, man. It's just... Just... I don't know. You don't know what's going to throw at you. Mm-hmm. So... But I'm... I had a good time myself. Mm-hmm. Good. So we're going to link soon, all right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, Hit me up about running some basketball, too. We will. I'll go run. Oh, yeah. I'll go hoop with you. Let's do it. Alex B out. Kyle Cron out. Later. Peace.